Hello and welcome to the Trainwreck Podcast 120. Joining me this evening, Parrot, or the dumbass himself. <laughs> Santa Santa Clown with a laser sword here. <laughs> and Mac. I'm going to put uh, an eye patch on and a bunch of band-aids all over my fingers. I'm going to be dressed as a man who tried to, co- tried to put a costume on his bird. And Ian. Well, since I've been using this as my introduction all weekend long at the convention, I will be going as a writer, filmmaker, podcaster, and game designer. Especially, I will probably have no real costume. All right. So an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your host, Brian. And uh, I I was going to go as uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers. I thought that would be fun. How is everybody doing this evening? Pretty good. Yeah? Good. All right. Pretty good. Got a little chilly today. Yeah, yeah, I liked yeah. it. I, I yeah. kind of like it when the weather cools down a bit. I'm Get out! <laughs> <laughs> okay, his Tourette's are back, but okay. <laughs> well, he's up there in Canada where, hey, like, hey, when it cools down, it, like... If you didn't like it cold, you wouldn't live in Canada. <laughs> I, I mean, for us, what we're considering cooling down is his midsummer. Well, so. here's a, we have this week is is um we have a convention going on here in Denver that a lot of people are coming up from Houston. So I'm I really wanted to be like freezing cold up here for them because I go down <laughs> I go down there and it's blazing hot and humid. So I really want them to come up here and for it to be just as cold as it possibly can be. You know, it's, I think turnabout is is fair play here. Yeah, that yeah, works. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? Well, I'll talk about my weekend. Oh, okay, please. You know, every year I always bring up Mile High Con, and of course, a few years ago we did do our live podcast there. But this last weekend was Mile High Con again, and um, I was on quite a few panels, including one that was an anti-science panel, which was interesting. Uh, I had there was actual um, scientists on it, so we had the, them talking about the anti-science sentiment in America and where the problems lie. That was a fun panel. Needless to say, I brought up the podcast there. I, um, one of my panels on Doctor Who was actually recorded for a podcast. Um, on it, the moderator of the panel was Patrick Hester, who um, I've met several times in the past. And he do, does a Hugo Award-winning podcast. Exactly, he's won the Hugo Award a few times, which is really cool, for the um, Sci-Fi Signal. And so I will be on that podcast. It was actually supposed to only be a one hour long panel, but there was no one taking the room after us. And we just kept talking for another hour. It was actually quite fun. And I did talk to a lot of other people about the podcast at various times to hand out a few cards. So hopefully they're listening. And I told you I'd probably forget your names and I have forgotten your names. I'm sorry. But thank you for um, picking up our podcast. So did you actually did you talk to actual listeners of the podcast or just people? No, I talked were... to people who were um got interested in the podcast because I was talking to them and gave them cards. Oh, okay, good. So so they're fooled. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, it's yeah. it's it's interesting you would say that about the anti science in this country. We really in the we really don't trust scientists as a culture. There was um, some of that that came in the yeah we talked about that to some degree. You know, it, how with, many. How many scientists are supervillains in the comics or, you know, are going to be supervillains the the moment something happens? And how many scientists are heroes? Well, the... um, And, you uh, know, the answer answer you're looking for is Reed Richards. The moderator of the podcast. Yeah. Who? Batman. Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, but Ant-Man turned villain at one point, too. Well, that was because he was losing it, but... He, he's a good guy. But anyway, the um, moderator of that podcast, his name is Daniel Dvorkin. He just got his doctorate um, this last year. So um, he's Dr. Dvorkin. And I remember when he paced on Facebook, I'm like, that is the perfect supervillain name. You sound just like a supervillain. So. Iron Man is a scientist. Well, so is Spider-Man. You, okay, that's true. That yeah, is true. He, the list builds. Not all scientists and comic books are mad, but no, we did talk about the um, anti the idea that um, you know how messed up that they, people don't understand how science doesn't have to have all the answers and they keep trying to find them and how they want definitive answers and that leads them not to trust science when it keeps having to change its mind. Yeah, see, that's the kind of the misconception, right? They chant that yeah. it's always changing its mind. No, it's always revising what what right. we, we currently know to be true. It's different. Yes, it is. But th- th- we, we talked about uh, 
you know, how people perceive it. Sure. You know, that came up. It, it was um, not the most productive panel in that um, it didn't seem like we, the, the discussions got, didn't really seem to go anywhere, which was kind of weird. Um, although the, the weirdest thing was this one guy was trying to make a point about how much the government's funding all these, um, this research. And so um, a lady on the panel who is actively engaged in geology, actively engaged in doing this research was like, no, no, it's next to impossible to get a government grant. Those are hard to get. It's mostly corporations that are funding them. And the guy said, no, no, it's the government. At which point our moderator got really pissed off at the guy saying, You're, are you calling her a liar then? He's like, oh, no, I'm calling her a liar. She's just wrong. It's like, no, she's the one who's actively in the field, actively out there knowing what's going on, and you're busy telling her she's wrong. And it, it got weird that I never understood the guy's point on why it mattered whether or not the government's funding these things or not. People get government but, grants all the time. <laughs> I mean, well, but, I mean, NASA gives out grants all the time. The, the, I mean, it's not impossible to get these grants. Yeah, but it's hard. It, it's much harder well, to get grants through the government than it is through corporations. Well, but should it be easy? Yeah, well, we didn't even get to discuss that because the guy, I don't know what point he was trying to make. But, you know, he... He was trying to pretend that there was some significance over who it was that um, was supplying the money. And it's like, why should that even be acknowledged? Or it's whether or not, you know, uh, it, it was just he weird. Was, maybe he was uh, trying to indicate there was an agenda. By I, I think he was. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's what he was trying to get at. But it, the, the way he did it um, upset the... <laughs> the moderator quite a bit because it was basically accusing someone else on the panel of being a liar, which I, I could see. Although I was a bit surprised at how upset our moderator got, but you know, certain things set people off differently. Well, I mean, I mean, when you hear stuff, you know, from the daily current, you know, saying that Jenny McCarthy is, uh, you know, says that you can use lemon juice to cure Ebola. I mean, you, you got to wonder about <laughs> science, right? You know, and that's what we got into is um, how much I the media. Club soda to cure <laughs> yeah, maybe. <that's> <laughs> if you guys, you guys know what the Daily Current is, don't you? I've heard it, of it. It's a bad. It, it's it's satire, but it's not like funny satire, <laughs> right? And so they have an right. article about about Jenny McCarthy saying lemon juice can cure Ebola. You mean it can't? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how have I been keeping away from getting the Ebola if it wasn't from the lemon juice I've been drinking? Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I'm I'm drink, I'm using scotch to keep it away. Oh, all right. On, a, on an interesting yeah, I side note, I, I just uh, went to my first ever convention uh, just um, last week. What convention was that? Oh, the local convention here. Here in um, uh, I live in London, Ontario. It was the it's um, the Forest City Comic Con because we call the play the city is called the Forest City. So. Okay. That's oh, cool. so you went to Comic Con, right? Yeah, I guess I'm not sure if it's like uh, affiliated with the main Comic Con or what, but they call it the Forest City Comic Con. It's probably not affiliated, although um, I haven't heard anything recently on the Salt Lake City lawsuit. Basically, the people who run um, the San Diego and New York Comic Cons were trying to get um, Salt Lake City Comic Con to not be able to use the Comic Con title. I don't know where the lawsuit on that's ended. There was some stupid stuff going on with that. But yeah, mo most Comic Cons are not part of the known, the ones that are called Comic Con. Is that true of the Denver Comic Con as well? Yes, Denver Comic Con is independent completely. It's um, run by people here in Denver. Uh, that one may not get attacked because it's nonprofit. Um, it, it, but if the lawsuit actually, for some unknown reason, ends up going to San Diego Comic Con, you know, if they win, it could affect the Denver Comic Con. Hmm. But. I, I don't think they'll win that one because it's kind of silly to try and claim that there's confusion over the use of Comic-Con. Well, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if, if they had if they had put a copyright in place when they started the San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is the, 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 what they have copyrighted, I think, is with a period at some point. I think after con. I think that's the part that's copyrighted somehow. It, 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 that's how it works. Um, if, if you put, put the Comic-Con in a specific way, that's what San Diego officially has the copyright for. That's what they own. You know, my thing is, is that no one else is, is are these other Comic Cons harming their participation? They keep well, getting yeah, record numbers. A lot of people are accidentally going to Utah when they're intending <laughs> to go to San Diego. <laughs> that that's a different that's a, that's although, a different although con. the New York Comic Con um <laughs> may have actually been bigger than the San Diego this year. I think that might be true, but I mean, still the numbers are growing for the con. I mean, it's not like it's harming it's harming them. 
Yeah. I don't know. I I, I mean, they, nobody could mistake going to Utah for going to New York. No, that that that's the big con, not not a comic con. Right. All right. Well, anything else, guys? Well, then I think it's time to masturbate. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Okay. Okay, I'll be on my ball. (laughs) (laughs) So this was more of just a fun one. Um... (laughs) Uh, the, the title of this one is I wore a vibrator around town and let my husband control it. So this one couple got a hold of a special vibrator called We Vibe 4 Plus. And basically um, what you can do is you can download an app, I guess, onto your smartphone and trigger the vibrator remotely. And so the wife actually put the vibrator in place, went out to do her... um errands and the husband was supposed to just randomly turn it on at times and she, she has some amusing stories about how she was um getting the dry cleaning and suddenly it goes off and she's like okay okay you know keep in control don't let it, you know finish it up kind of thing uh what i really love is the fact that he accidentally left it on he thought he had turned it off but he accidentally left it on so her final um leg home the vibrator is on the whole time <laughs> yeah i've seen those videos and read those stories <laughs> well, did you guys go look up the look up the We Vibe Four Plus? That's expensive. It is expensive. Um, and it comes in purple or pink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hundred and forty bucks for that thing. I mean, it. it I mean, I, I don't know. Sex toys are marked up as it is, right? I mean, they're kind of expensive. Yeah. And and a lot of those vibrators. I mean, it's not. You can spend easily spend one hundred fifty bucks on a vibrator anyway. So I, I was looking at it at first. I'm like. How are you going to use it? And then I went to the site, and they showed people actually having sex while that vibrator was in. I mean, it's pictures, but that yeah, it seems wow. I mean, that I don't know, but yeah, hundred. You know, the, these toys are so expensive. I, it's worth maybe fifty bucks. You know, well, it just going hunting a used one down. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's one of the when, when I put that on uh, Facebook, I got more responses probably than any other post when I, when I posted that where can i buy used vibrators <laughs> oh used sex toys <laughs> i even got some advice from um from uh linda rosa uh telling me that about how i should sanitize them first <laughs> <laughs> so she was watching out for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think most people would want to anyway i think you hope <laughs> well she was the only one that gave me practical advice <laughs> Sanitizer wipes. Sanitizer wipes. Now, I forget what she told me. I think she probably told me to bleach or something. <laughs> 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 hey, but you know what? The good thing about this vibrator, the we the uh, the we we vibe four plus, is waterproof, and that is a definite bonus. Yeah, I, I see that having advantages. <laughs> uh, all right, Ian. Well, it would be a disadvantage if the if it was if if it allowed like moisture through, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, it's battering, yeah. I mean, but a lot of times on these vibrators, the battery pack it probably is not waterproof. But it's better, of course, if it is. I mean, how else are you going to use it in the shower? Duh. Well, you can also use the shower nozzle. <clears throat> yeah. Any other handy tips? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to do a podcast about this now? Ma- masturbation tips? Masturbation the, tips, um... yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, maybe we need a professional for that, though. A professional masturbator. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're out there. I don't. I don't know if anybody's actually. Well, no, that's actually not true. There are people getting paid for that. Usually, they have a webcam. Though. <laughs> well, no, and I, I know there are classes where you know women. I, I'm guessing men as well can go and learn how to masturbate. So, sure. I, I'm actually. I'm sure if we really wanted to get a um someone who is knowledgeable in all of that. You know, who actually teaches classes or something like that. I bet we could find someone. That would be fun, actually. Yeah. If they could put up with us. That on our list of things to do in the future. (laughs) Okay. See who we can find. All right. Well, I think it's time to move on. And I think I really, really need to know why women with tattoos and piercings are broken. 
Well, actually, even after reading this, I don't know if you know why, but um, <laughs> basically, um, we're going back to the site we um, went off on before, uh, yes. Return of Kings. Um, Brian says we did this one back in our um, Manly Men podcast or, yeah, a Real Men few podcast, months ago. Number yeah. 113. So, um, <clears throat> but of course, the site's still apparently going strong. And um, this article called Five Reasons Why Girls with Tattoos and Piercings Are Broken by mm-hmm. Matt Forney is a pretty... Uh, I'm trying to find words to describe it, but it, it proves just how big of a true, utter jackass this guy is. Um, and let's, uh, let's define jackass here. <laughs> Are you saying that he does pranks for film, or...? No, nothing even close to being... <laughs> Amusing. Different type of jackass. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's uh, more. He's more of what you would call a tool. Yeah. I was thinking the word tool. Yeah. 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 Tool work. <laughs> um, and I'm going to start. My wife has tattoos. Yeah, I was. Now, I was just saying we need to talk to your slut wife. Yeah. Um, her first tattoo she got in remembrance of her brother who, after he died, he had been a tattoo artist, so it was very fitting her tattoos. See, since then she's gotten three other tattoos. One of them was actually artwork of her brother's. The other two were for fun. Um, I know so many women with tattoos. I mean, everywhere you turn, there are women with tattoos now. And even the um, more unique piercing. See, the, the piercing he's referring to are not ear piercing. My wife you know, okay. ha- has her ears pierced, but nothing Ian, else. Hold on, hold on. I, wait a second. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of your anecdotes now. I want you to tell me about his anecdotes from the article. Okay. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> apparently his number one thing is saying they are sluts. Um, well, that, that is his uh, number one point. That is the one. That, he that's has. the first point he makes. Is that's why they're broken because they're sluts. And the, um, basically, you read through it. The only reason they get tattoos is because they're sluts. Um, that's not so, shaming at all. There. Hold on a moment. Hold on. So, if they fall into bed with him, that's good. But if they fall into bed with other people, they're sluts. Well, he, he doesn't care. He'll sleep there with anything. There seems to be some inconsistent logic here. I, I he will sleep <clears throat> with anything female, as far as I can figure. And um, he is the pinnacle of slut shaming in that he himself is probably a bigger slut than the women he's w- wishing to degrade. But because he's a man, it's manly and studly for him to be doing this. And for the women who are doing the exact same thing as he does, except for they might actually not degrade the people they sleep with, they're worse than him. He's also very, very selective about where he wants his women mutilated at. Oh, what? He, he only he likes he likes ear piercings, but any other place pierced on the body, he's not into it. So he's very selective about it, his mutilation. Wait, wait, wait. Is he not into it? I mean, he's still going to sleep with that woman, right? Yeah, I mean, what what, I mean, what, is, what is his overall point here? I mean, I mean, it's he, 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 he the guy's to... not looking to get married, clearly, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like he's looking for I... anything long term. You know, I I think that when it all comes down to it, I think that women who are who are getting tattoos and they're getting piercings, they're doing this to feel good about themselves. They're they're doing this as something for themselves and because they think they look beautiful with that on there. Um, he doesn't like women with high self esteem. I mean, he makes well, some really but, yeah. He makes some really straight out statements like, "If you're unfortunate enough to commit to a girl with ink on her body or metal in her face, she'll cheat on you at the drop of a hat." Well, yeah, I mean that's a pretty. I mean, what? What? Is, he doesn't say that here in the beginning. We should go. We should. We should. No, it's, do it's his... in his first point. Oh, but, it is. Um, they're sluts. He said that um in the first paragraph. Okay, he reiterates he, that a couple of times. I think. Yeah, he, 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 I'm sure he does, but it's kind of you know to say something that open. It's like, okay, <laughs> wait a moment. <laughs> Yeah. And um, then, of course, he goes into one of the more pathetic ones that I've heard about people that just don't like tattooing. They have no foresight. Um, he talks about how no one will hire them. Which, which, I, is, which is a really lame reason to uh, to say they're broken. No foresight. That's like, I have no foresight either. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and I wonder what I, world he's living in right now because I see people with the tattoos everywhere I go. In every walk of life right now. I mean, tattoos... Yeah. I, I know um, priests. I I know priests that have tattoos. I know workers at every level. I know lawyers that have tattoos. I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, industry where I know someone and I don't know someone in that industry who doesn't have a tattoo. It's like th- th- this point is one of the dumbest ones. Well, well, still, even if, even if it was true, I mean, it's like you know, reason they, these girls are broken. They're a little short sighted. 
just, you know, they, they, they don't think about the future too much. Broken! But yeah. if that, but if we that, all do stupid things right, when we're young. If that's your criteria, that's exactly right. If if, if your yeah. criteria is foresight, when we're talking about younger people, then I think we're all we're all broken at that age. Every one of us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then of course, um, a chick who can't comprehend that the awesome Narnia scene tattooed on her back will look like Technicolor vomit when she's forty is too dumb to be the mother of your children. That that's the type of thing I want to smack this guy for. I'm sorry. It's like I, wait a moment. I, I, I think when it all comes down to it, he's just talking about this one girl because he keeps coming back to this girl over and over again. Yeah, this girl and, that basically, yeah. And um, he had one bad relationship and he decided he's going so, to go and, you know, well, he's all talking about 100% of a sample size of one. And, uh, you know, he, he keeps coming back to the same girl. He keeps coming back to, and he's essentially identifying all people with tattoos based upon possibly bad experiences he had with her when in actuality the bad experiences he had with her are probably his own broken places yeah uh, reading this that, um article and some of his other articles here yeah i'm pretty sure this guy just can't um keep a relationship and wants to believe it's the women well, that are the problem not him he does talk about you know the the, the bible tattoo on the back, and I, I'm wondering if, if somebody has Corinthians tattooed on, on their back, maybe they should have read Leviticus first. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they've got Corinthians tattooed on their back, does that count as Corinthian leather? <sighs> I'm just asking. It's a fair question. I, I love this, though, under number five. Girls with tattoos. Wait, with should you go to number three, three first? first? Yeah, go what? to number three first. Let's do number three number first. Three. I, I like number three. They're selfish. Uh, that they're selfish. Because he says, apparently, if a girl does anything for herself, that that's indicative of narcissism, narcissism and mild psychopathy. Yeah. Girls get tattoos for the same reason they cut their hair short. A desperate attempt to assert how unique and special they are. Okay, um, first off, I'm not quite sure why that's a bad thing. That um, People alter their looks all the time to try and figure out what they feel comfortable in. And, yeah. you know, hair, haircuts... My, my wife has cut her hair kind of short and you know grew out. She, she tries different looks, different styles. That's fine. I'm not sure why that's a bad thing that people are trying to find themselves. I do. Oh, and that, those uh, selfish girls, notice... they, they will refuse to sleep with you for arbitrary yeah. reasons. Uh, if, okay, if you don't want to sleep with me and I don't agree with the reason why you don't want to sleep with me, you are such a selfish bitch. Well, not only that, <laughs> he says that they, that they will generally be moody and unlikable cunts. Being a moody, unlikable cunt. That's like, wow. Basically, he pr you, uh, women are just probably bitchy to him once they get to know him. So he's figuring that's why. Right, exactly. The reasons are arbitrary. I won't sleep with you because you're a jerk. Uh, I'm going to tell you, slut, your tattoo make, and piercings make you a slut. Why are you being so moody to me? Hey, did you guys <laughs> notice that uh, the number three, they're selfish, that bold that bold face type is a link and if you click on it it goes to a a uh, graphic of a pot calling a kettle black <laughs> yeah. i made that up but yeah well well okay now, you, you like number four right mac isn't that where you were going i was going for number five. Oh well okay you're gonna have to wait number four they're boring <laughs> what <laughs> there, there's a there's another one that that is just like oh that that's your reason for it? they're broken because they're they're boring like you, you don't have much interesting to say, yawn, you're broken. Well, most girls are dull as dirt, but tattooed and pierced girls are aggressively dull. Aggressive. Yeah, Assaulting right you with like... the most hackneyed left-wing tribe you'll ever hear. Basically, he's saying in general he doesn't care for women, they're just there for his pleasure. But how dare they get boringer? What? <laughs> well, this is a guy that would like to roll back women's suffrage, too. So Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, I, I actually, I think he's a cause of women's suffrage. I think any woman who's near him does tend to suffer. That's what it sounds like or to me. Might I... not using that word correctly. <laughs> you missed uh, the, you missed it, but that's okay. And I think Stop that's why suffrage. he wrote this article. Is he doesn't understand why they're suffering. It must be their fault that they uh, hate me. It has nothing to do with how I'm approaching them. No, no, it can't be. It can't be that. Hey, you, hey, woman with the tattoos, come over here and give it up. <laughs> Okay, Mac, let's let you take number five. All right, number five. They're mentally ill. I love this. Well, I didn't realize he's, this guy was a licensed psychiatrist. Did you guys? I didn't I didn't know that, actually. No. I, I He's not giving a DSM reference either. So, <laughs> um, But I love what he says here is, while girls with facial piercings and tattoos on the arms or legs can at least feign normality, 
chicks with piercings or tattoos on or near their erogenous zones are the kind of broads who will cut you with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I I don't know if it's necessarily their tendency in the first place or just happened after they got near him. Well, it does make me wonder, did Lorena Bobbitt have any tattoos? (laughs) That'll be something we have to look up now. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, hold on a minute. That's a reference that our younger viewers, our listeners aren't going to get. Yeah, they might not get that yet. (laughs) He's claiming to have more than one girlfriend. Yeah, well, actually, another article he claims to right now be dating a Filipino girl who's, um, and how great they are because of, um, how they're not fat and a few other things like that. Yeah, well, this is the guy that, that, that's probably eventually going to end up with a mail order bride, somebody that he thinks he can control. I mean, that's kind of what it, sounds like he's going he want he wants to ha- dominate a relationship for sure yeah well he wants he wants somebody who's going to wait on him hand and foot that's that's very clear from what we're seeing here he doesn't really want to have an equal relationship where both parties respect each other no he's not looking for a partner per se right no yeah there's a lot of this stuff out here though i mean yeah and it, that's it, it's sad to see so much of it to see this mentality is still being there but here's the thing is that every article you read on this Return of Kings site is this bad. They're all this bad. I mean, even even yeah. the About Us is this bad. Maybe worse. I, I, the thing that makes me sad here is he's got a thing on his – he's got a thing on his uh, – here on his website that counts the number of likes on Facebook, and he's got 900,000 likes on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, but here's, here's the – He here's must the have part. worn his finger off clicking like. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing is that it is okay for tattoos and piercings to not be your thing, right? There yeah, are plenty yeah. of there are plenty of women out there who don't have tattoos and piercings and and you know and it's so And are more broken than um, what he's Exactly. Here. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, that's the thing is that it, those things don't make a person broken. I mean, really. Yeah. Uh but They're not signs of someone being broken. Someone who's perfectly healthy can go out and get tattoos and piercings. But here's the thing is that if yeah. that doesn't turn you on, date somebody else. Right. I mean, it's that simple. You don't have to. You don't have to write a hate blog about it. But then he wouldn't be able to demean women for no apparent reason. Oh, he'd be able to do that anyway. He yeah, just, he just wants to well, do it on the, the internet. He'd find too. a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be some other reason. It'd be he'd write the same type of thing, but about you know, apparently he doesn't like women with short hair. So he'd write. Well, he could write this exact same thing over women that cut their hair short. Yeah, I, I guess you know that that's not really fair. I mean, because anybody can put whatever they want on the internet, right? I mean, look at uh, somebody yeah. would be telling us, "Hey, listen, you don't need to be doing what you do either, right?" So, so okay, so I'm <laughs> going to take that back, right? Go ahead, good, put it put it on the internet. Knock yourself out. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, uh, of uh, issues with women, uh, do any of you watch uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash? No, I have not watched that. I was just watching the latest episode uh, last night with my cousin, and uh, there, there was one scene there. They were facing uh, like this, this void creature or something that uh, was bringing out their greatest fears, and uh, I guess like She-Hulk's fear was uh, the cold and being frozen. And um, she, she uh, at one point she gets blocked. Uh, she, she gets um, uh, cold, cooled into a block of ice. And the the other Hulks are facing their fears, but this is this is what um, what catalyzes them into confronting their fears and getting over them, so that they can go help She Hulk. And so I'm sitting there, and I, I turn to my cousin, and I uh, I say, uh, and and they get her free, and I turn to her and I say, wait, so she so the girl was the only one who wasn't able to overcome her own fears? Yeah, that's a bit messed up. Apparently, <laughs> wow. That I mean, on the other hand, though, that is a legitimate fear. Were the were the other fears in question less legitimate, or were they all real things like like freezing to death? Um, well, I mean, probably one of them was scared of commitment, and one of them was scared of uh, of uh, uh, tattoos, and one of them was scared of. I mean, yeah, those are kind of. Pathetic. I, okay, uh, I tried to think Hulk of the most Hulk was scared things. of losing. Hulk was childhood. scared of losing. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? Hulk, Hulk was scared of losing control. Um, the okay. Blue Hulk or A Bomb was scared of clowns. <laughs> um, well, that's a legitimate fear. Uh, Who's not scared? Um, Red Hulk's fear was of becoming weak. Um, I, I would have thought, you know, Senator McCarthy. Senator McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, actually, Red Hulk's character is General Thunderbird Ross. Actually, 
So um, he probably is all for the McCarthy stuff. You know, it's too bad that we still see that kind of misogyny in in. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, because why? She should have been able to fight hers on her own too. Oh, but no, no, no. All the males had to fight their fears so they could come and rescue her. Give me a break. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought I thought that was a little bit. Yeah. You know, a, a little bit. You know, they could have thought that through better. Sure. Oh yeah, that yeah, sounds like definitely. it. Well, but the the premise of the show. I mean, a team of Hulks. Never appealed to me. Like, why would you want a whole team of these guys? That doesn't sound like it could really be diversity, really be anything to make the team interesting. Well, they so painted them like, a few different oh, powers. They painted them different colors. What more do you want? <clears throat> All right. Somebody needs to tell me why same-sex marriage is 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 ruining my straight marriage. I haven't figured that one out yet, but there's a lawsuit about it. Right, Same-sex marriage is theft of a different sex marriage, says straight couple in federal court filing. Wow. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm not able to comprehend about this is how they consider single-sex marriage or how, how, they can, how they can consider different sex marriage to be their personal property. I, it, it's the, so the argument doesn't gel anywhere in the stuff they put out. Okay, so Philip and Sandra Unra say that same-sex marriage is actually theft of property rights, the property being their marriage, or different sex marriage in general. Just to begin with, I'm completely lost as to what they're referring to, because that makes... Okay, how is your marriage being stolen from you? Uh, How how is any of the rights related to your marriage being stolen from you just because other people are giving the same rights? So in a motion filed in the U.S. Supreme or U.S. District Court the URAs state that same-sex couples are legally allowed to marry in Kansas. This means that marriage will be so fundamentally and profoundly changed that the URAs will experience a taking of their property rights in marriage without due process of law. Yet at no point have I figured out what rights are being taken. If you read their... Um, <coughs> The, the the filing that has the, uh, spelling errors. Their property and... rights in marriage. It can be more clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they keep referring to property rights in marriage, but they don't really refer to how this does that. Well, yeah, how would how would giving somebody else rights affect, in, in this case, affect their rights? It doesn't say just because... Because of the marriage. gays! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to say the de- definition of marriage is going to change now. And somehow, by changing that definition, the word does not can have a definition, and that's going to affect all. It's like what? Yeah. They're, so they're saying, but but that they're changing the definition of it. <clears throat> and then they, they the Bible quote that they use is Genesis two twenty four. Fifth and fourteenth amendments. Um, so this is from the international, the new internet, new international version, uh, Genesis two twenty four. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is. Uh, united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So, 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 so. <clears throat> I mean, it, if if we're gonna take this as is, somehow the men, the man and the woman are uniting and becoming one flesh. That would kind of mean that they're becoming one body, right? So they're yeah. gonna walk around uh, as a as a hermaphrodite for the rest of the life. One right? has to eat the other one. I believe I, that that would <laughs> be true, right? So, so by making um, same sex marriage. Um, by, by, I mean, does that mean that they don't have to eat each other anymore? <laughs> okay, well, hold on, hold on a minute. They're they're filing under the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendments to the Constitution. Um, I don't even know how those pertain to this. The Fifth Amendment is about uh, not incriminating oneself. The Fourteenth Amendment uh, grants citizenship to all persons born or naturalized in the United States. Well, all right. What the hell? Does that have to do what? What the hell do those do those property rights have to do with this particular issue? I think they're basically just trying to throw everything they can out there to make one of the dumbest yeah. arguments. But I, 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 I think mean, Genesis one, and you know, basically saying that straight couples can produce children and same-sex couples cannot. Of course, that also leaves it open to uh, invalidating the marriages of people who are infertile. Or who just don't want to have children. I know quite a few couples that are married and haven't married for a long time. They just have no desire to have children. And that's fine. You know but what? according to mm. this, that should be illegal. And it, they did go on to mention Genesis 2.25, which I think is far more telling. 
Uh, this is the King James Version. And they shall, and they were born naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. <laughs> I think that says it all right there. I think that, 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 that when they submit this to the court, they should be naked. <laughs> I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know if that argument will stand up <laughs> We'll just have to find out when he's naked, won't we? Can't they, uh, can't well, why they should I at least wear, wear a vibrator wear while they point that the husband's controlling? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Is there anything okay. else important in this article? I mean, it's... it's well, there's uh, nothing important at all in this article. Well, and then they go on. Here's the thing. Is that Now, I can't really talk about spelling errors, right? I am the wrong person. But right. if you are submitting something to the court... Spell check. Maybe, yeah. maybe you Spell should check have, the yeah. hell out of it. Have somebody look it over. I mean, that. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> they spelled plaintiff wrong. <laughs> yeah, he, it, it's so hard to take these guys seriously to begin with, and then mistake after mistake after mistake. It's like, yeah, you, you guys really are trying to make yourself look like the biggest joke around. <sighs> I mean, use an editor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you think the lawyer would have enough? If they're going through a lawyer, you think he'd have enough sense to read through it? Did they? Did they go through a lawyer, or was it self? I think so, because don't they have their lawyer? Um, I thought one of the claims in there was the lawyer making it. He should be embarrassed. He should be very yeah. embarrassed, unless, of course, he's just like, uh, "I'll I'll file it if you want." <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's. I don't think you can get disbarred for a spelling error. Probably just laughed at. Of course, this is from their website. Maybe they edited it before they submitted it. You'd hope. But still, I, I think this shows. Um, no, they, this is the filing. This is the filing itself that is replete with spelling errors. This is saying, this saying that un, un, given the spelling error on Unruh's web page, the filing is replete with, with spelling errors as well. And it, it says you can read the filing right here. Did you read the whole thing about the 4th and 15th Amendment? The, this is the, the URAs also state that same-sex marriage and different-sex marriage are as different as oranges and apples. And the claim... Both round, both fruits. <laughs> exactly. They're both fruits, right? Both have a skin. Um, let's see. They and have claim property right. They claim property rights under the 5th and 14th Amendment. So they, so when they filed this, it only, those are the only pieces that apply to the 5th and 14th Amendment. Yeah, but I still don't understand how the 5th and 14th Amendment apply to their property rights in this case. I don't know. Do we need to read the 4th and the 5th? Oh, no, I, Mac already did that. Okay. Yeah, I so, took a look at the 5th and 14th Amendment. The 5th Amendment is the one about not incriminating yourself. Right. So how, see, That's so, about property rights. And Okay. I don't get it. And, you know, regarding not incriminating yourself, I think he did that with his spelling errors. <laughs> You know what? But I, I think this is one of those things, these people that are refusing to accept homosexual marriage, I think they're going to start getting desperate and do stuff like this. Yeah, they realize they're part of the minority now, but they're still going to fight to the end and make themselves look like complete total morons as they do this. Right, but they, they never they never really go into that part that, you know, that most, I mean, this is about equality. They never touch on why, why equality would be bad, right? Right. You know, when it all comes down to it, Sometimes it's better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> In this case, I give you that completely. <laughs> this is testimony to that very statement. <laughs> you know, this it's this kind of ignorance, though. I mean, submitting it directly to the court, I, I think I think was very um, very wise of them. Take it right to the court, <laughs> because if we can get this shut down right away. I mean, because yeah. where, where can this possibly go? Well, who could possibly take this up? I mean, they, they submitted this. I mean, what are they doing, right? I mean, they submitted this to the court, but they, so this is against some same some some things like marriage law, I guess. Is there a law cited that that Why, that they're uh, no nothing specific cited, but probably with the recent um, Supreme Court saying no, we're not going to weigh in on the issue. The lower courts have said what needed to be said. I mean, this seems I'm, like it should have been an amicus brief to one of those, as, as opposed to its own filing. Yeah. Really. But, uh, I, I, like I said, I think that's what this is probably a response to, is the fact that right now, thanks to the Supreme Court saying, you know, the, the lower courts said it all, that they've declared it, and um, we don't see any problem with that. Um, we're going to let that those rulings stand. Um, you know, he, this couple's obviously so scared 
that um you know the world's going to come to an end because homosexuals can marry now uh i'd actually prefer at this point that that the supreme court doesn't take it based on some of the rulings that we've seen come out of them here lately yeah well i don't it, it very much seems like the court system in general has realized that uh, marriage equality is the way to go even conservatives uh, in the even the more, more conservative courts seem to be um ruling in favor of equality and yeah, yeah. I, I think that's great. I think that's, that shows that we have come a long way and that the Supreme Court has realized it, it'd be foolish to get involved and try and um, say anything because there's nothing to add to it. Right. The lower courts have done r- the right call. Sure. But what is the right call when it comes to organic food <laughs> in McDonald's? Okay. <laughs> So, of course, kind of revisiting some of the stuff in the past about McDonald's. Uh, the first article I, I love, it, says it does reflect um, what Penn and Teller did in one of their um, bullshit episodes, showing just how clueless people really are about organic foods. This this was uh, a whole new level, um, Apparently, they're also pretty damn clueless about McDonald's, because if you can't tell that's a McNugget, <laughs> you're not paying attention. Well, no, I don't think that that was ever in question. But the question is that this was an or- they 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 sold this as an organic nugget. Right? Yeah, but That's not at McDonald's. They, right? They went to okay. Mc- so, I, okay, okay. No, I, Ian, go. Specific, and I'm saying <clears throat> if you can't tell looking at that 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 is a goddamn McNugget, then you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> as I can see in the picture at low resolution, that that is a McNugget. True. <laughs> But we are experts on McNuggets. These are people who eat organic food may never have entered the McDonald's. Oh, sure they have. Of course they have. <laughs> Liars. Okay, Liars. so anyway, um, Sasha and Cedric, I guess that's their names. Um, I, I guess they do a Netherlands, uh, they're, they're from the Netherlands, and they, I guess they do these video blogs or a show or something there. I don't know much about them. Um, when you watch the video, it's subtitled in English because we can't understand their language. At least I can't. I'm sure there's you, some people you who mean, do. Weren't they speaking German? Wasn't it? Oh, they're in the Netherlands. What, it what in the, they're in the Netherlands, there? it's probably Dutch. It's Dutch, okay. Yeah, that's what I would guess. So anyways, they um, basically, they go to an organic food fair. They take in McDonald's food, cut it up, and walk around and tell people, oh, try our new organic menus, and what do you think of it? And basically, all these supposed experts in organic, you know, these people go around and are judging organic food, telling you how great it is for you and everything, how how much better it tastes than non-organic. We're talking about how great it tasted, time and time again. Yeah, and so the wording that they used, it was, it was richer, it was it was more juicy. flavorful. <laughs> yeah, it was juicy and flavorful and stuff like that. The exact opposite, you know, the basic stuff that they normally criticize McDonald's for not being. Being told this is organic, they're busy, you know, making the compliments. It right. is organic, as opposed to being inorganic. It is, it is organic. Yes, it contains carbon, and we can eat it. Yes. Yes. Well, that is one of my big problems with the word that they've chosen. It's like when they tell me something is chemical free, I'm like, well, wait a second, hold on, hold on. Does it have dihydrogen monoxide in it? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but this, 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 like I said, Pin and Tell, I remember Bullshit did the same kind of thing in the organic market. They took, uh, you know, bananas. And most of the time people cho- chose what, what would be considered the inorganic banana over the banana, organic banana as being better tasting. And time and time again. two halves of the same banana. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, being told this is organic, um, people who are big on the organic thing, oh, that must taste better. But yeah, that's right. Dumbass is right. It was the same banana. No, and they no, were no. Told, the Penn uh, Teller, one half no, was no. organic, the one Penn half wasn't. The Penn and Teller episode, they had, a, they had an organic and a non-organic, of both a tomato and a banana. I'm pretty sure that they used that they actually did one of each. Okay. Well, we, maybe it's we need to rewatch that. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because people like the unorganic stuff better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, but once, they, they, they did the same kind of thing. They proved the point that people, if you tell them it's organic, they automatically assume certain things and, um, they believe it tastes better. Whether you know, no matter what it is, you tell them that it um, causes a reaction. It might and have been the same banana. That that that's yeah, it. I, yeah, shit. It, it's silly. It really is the whole big obsession with organic. But you will have people claim time and time again how great it is. And or you'll have people who are on the opposite side of things who are thinking automatically that if it's organic, it's not going to taste as good as the other. You, there, you'll get people on the other side of things who think that organic is wholesome and they don't want wholesome. Hmm. Really? Yeah, they have, I haven't seen yeah, that. Uh, uh, the, the health food, the health food people have done a lot of that to their to themselves by putting out 
like really nasty food and saying, oh, this is our better version of that food you're eating, you know? Yeah. Right. And and they push it to such an extreme. It, it, it gets so crazy how much people really are into it and they think there's a huge difference. And yet, you know, with the pesticides and stuff used nowadays, you know, they're pretty much harmless to people. Oh, they actually do have, you know, the non-organic stuff generally does have a longer shelf life. Uh, be, and you're going to pay actually less for it. I mean, the organic stuff can be expensive. It's insane. Well, but I'm finding sometimes, though, I, when it, it's become such a thing now that when I go into King Supers, that sometimes it, there isn't much of a price difference between organic and non-organic. And sometimes the organic is cheaper. And quite frankly, <laughs> if it's cheaper, I'll, I'll go ahead and buy it. Right. No. Yep. Yeah, I can understand that. I I will vote Me with too. my dollar in that case. I mean, it's like that. That's fine. If you want to call it organic and you want and you want to price it a dollar less, that that's fine. I, I I don't care. Right. But if the other stuff is going to be cheaper, I will buy that. I I really don't care it when when I'm at the store. But I will I will check to make sure the one I'm buying is cheaper. And if the organic yeah, that, that's is cheaper, still the higher priority for me as well. I don't... I was actually eating at a McDonald's with a friend uh, last week, and he was um uh. You know, he's not a big healthcare guy, but he was talking about, you know, that, oh, this stuff is probably really bad for me anyway. The uh, the, the potatoes have so many, so many chemicals in here and stuff. And um, I gave him the, the spiel about dihydrogen monoxide. He'd never heard that before. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, most yeah. of us know McDonald's is not the healthiest thing for us. Well, I always hate, what does but, chemical-free mean? Yeah, yeah. No, but he was going on about chemicals, and I'm like, I think most of what's in, in those fries are like salt and, you know, uh, and meat flavoring. They don't. I think the meat flavoring has been removed um, oh. at this point. I, I but yeah, well, they use. I, I think they put a little. I think they put a little extra flavoring in it, whatever whatever they use. But I, I don't think they use a that. whole lot of preservatives other than salt. I know that a while ago they did change their fries to make them healthier, and you could tell a difference in the taste. They didn't taste as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking back on uh, Jim uh, Jim Gaffigan, the comic, talking about how everybody's ashamed to go into McDonald's. <laughs> you know, if you meet a friend of yours at McDonald's, you'd be like, "Oh, well, I I just stopped in here because uh because I'm supposed to pick up a prostitute, and he should be here any time." <laughs> he, he his McDonald's thing is is pretty funny. Oh, he's hilarious. But he's like, he was like, but yeah, but if you ever, I, I haven't heard that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, I guess I'm not ashamed to go into McDonald's at all. I mean, uh, I've met people, uh, the friends in real life at a McDonald's, and like, hey, what you doing here? Let's talk, uh, sit down, and have a chat while we eat. You know, yeah. most people have but to I, go. I, you have to go out of your way to convince yourself that McDonald's isn't good. I mean, give me a yeah. break. They, they know exactly what they're doing, and of course, they're. Oh, they food know is what good. tastes good, and they, they know what appeals. Exactly, they know exactly what tastes good. So all these people are all, oh, their food sucks. It's like you know what? You were sitting around convincing yourself of that just so that you. I mean, it's like give me a break. Their fries are good. They may not be as good as they used to be, but they're still freaking good. Their their fillet fish sandwich is. It has a unique taste to anything else that's on the market, fish-wise, and it's got a fantastic. It's got a fantastic flavor. It's a, it's an incredibly well-balanced flavor. Their dollar sausage McMuffins have a great balance of taste. Yeah, I, I, I work with a guy who, who you know, he stopped eating meat, and not because not not because you know of like animal cruelty or anything, just because of the resources that it takes. But he's a, but he's a guy I'll tell you, oh, McDonald's is terrible. It's like no, it's it's not terrible. You you just need to believe that. You, I mean, it's like give me a break. But there's definitely a buildup right now to attack McDonald's. John, one final but, thing on this on this article with the organic McDonald's food. Okay. There's a guy. There's a comment down below where the guy is talking about how it reminds him of a video where gluten allergy sufferers were asked to explain what gluten is, and he's saying it's all just intended to make people look stupid. Gluten. Well, no, it's not necessarily intended to make people look stupid. It's intended to make them think about things. Right. Though. But gluten is a protein made from two amino acids, gluten and gluteadin, or glutenin. And, they, and people say them different ways, but that's, that's all it is, is two amino acids. And what you do when you're kneading the bread, right, that's what you're creating. You're, you, as you knead the bread, you're creating the gluten. So the more you knead it, the more stiff that bread gets and the more chewy it gets so that when you cook it, you have a nice chewy texture. So the gluten is incredibly important to making good bread. But it's two amino acids, glutenin and gluteadin. The, the only important thing you need to know about gluten is that it's the thing in food that makes food taste good. <laughs> 
No, and that it, comes directly from John Panette. Well, okay, but I'm telling you that what it what it's good for is make is giving you the nice chewy texture of bread. That's what we like about bread is that chewy texture, and that's what the gluten does for us. Okay, so Brian, go with your okay, okay. <clears throat> so, but Ian, if if I leave a McDonald's hamburger out, it won't mold, or it it, it doesn't mold. And I can leave it like that for 14 years, the same hamburger, and it'll still look the same as the day I bought it. Now, we've talked about this one in the past, and we've talked about, you know, ideas of exactly what caused yeah. that. Someone yeah, went and beef jerky is unnatural too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone went and actually did a real experiment. And, I, and instead of just saying, hey, look, it doesn't mold, he went and said, okay, let's see what else doesn't mold and what likely causes the mold. What he did, he took McDonald's hamburgers. He took other hamburgers of the same size of the McDonald's and same um w- the height. Basically, he made took meat, made burgers the same size out of actual you know store bought meat instead of the McDonald's stuff. Said, okay, let's see if there's a difference. Um, and he uh, got the bigger McDonald's burgers as well. And you know something, the burgers he made um didn't rot either. So you, you should you should go actually his actual full protocol is actually pretty interesting what he yes. did and and he lays it out and uh so he oh, not, not only really takes so so he takes a plain McDonald's hamburger and he stored that in a, on a plate at room temperature without the wrapper and then he took um uh, the homemade burger which was the equivalent meat equivalent bun and then he took um a McDonald's patty and put it inside of a, a normal bun he took a he took a McDonald's bun and put one of his patties inside of it, and on and on and on. He tried to get it exactly, and he also did it with a quarter pounder, and so he did it with the larger ones, and he did it with the Angus one. And so he, he I mean, he expanded his protocol to try and cover everything. Right. That's actually it, really good. It, instead of just yeah. taking awesome. a yeah, substance, he actually went and said, okay, let's you know do an experiment, have controls, actually be able to witness the differences in them. <laughs> You know, it's, it's something you actually do if you're trying to do science, basically. Well, he also came up with three hypotheses about why why it wouldn't rot, and and it comes down to number three, and it's about how quickly it dehydrates. Yes, is what is what he, his determination right. was because so the larger words, hamburgers. In actually, other words, the burgers are more likely to mummify than to than to mold. That's exactly what happened with the but with the larger patties, there was still in there they were moist enough, long enough to actually grow mold. In the middle. Yeah, I, have, I, I wrote have... an article about, about this on my site a while back, and that's pretty much the same conclusion I came to without doing any experiments. It's like yeah, things dry out. And, you know, people make applehead dolls with, with dry, dried apples. Right. But, yeah. you see, this is the kind of stuff we want people to do. Instead of just making assumptions because, hey, this doesn't look right to me, figure out why it's doing that. Don't just, you know. It's not real food. Well, that, that was yeah. So what they, I mean, what what has happened with this original campaign with the with the I think it's a woman who was carrying around the same burger for fourteen years, right? And and then showed it next to a new one to to a fresh one and said, "See, look." I mean, she she, she never did anything other than present that, right? She she cherry right. picked her fact, and and that was good enough for what she wanted to present. And unfortunately, right. that that's how a lot of nutrition research. Um, you know, people or present presentations seems like it gets done. <laughs> right. Instead of actually wanting to explain why you know, and, and find the real reasons behind it, they just want to say, it's bad for you. Don't eat it because, it, you know, I, I found I don't like, you know, it that doesn't rot. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, even life experience should teach you this kind of stuff. I mean, I've, I've had old food um, in my refrigerator. Sometimes it develops mold. Sometimes it just dries out, and I don't question right. the stuff that that just dries out, you know. Right. No, no, none but, of that is real food. But the other thing that 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 he did is he took he took one of his homemade burgers and one of McDonald's burgers, and he put them into uh to a the sandwich bag, you know, a, a like a sealed bag, and he left right. them out. And you know what happened to the McDonald's burger? Did they mold? It molded. And you know what happened to the wow. homemade burger? Molded. It molded. <laughs> Same results. It- they mutated and ate up half of San Francisco. Yeah, and and when you look at the ingredients for you like would the, think when you lock the moisture in that it will actually mold. That that's a surprising finding. <laughs> right. And and actually um he one of the things he did is he did burgers with and without salt because somebody thought that it was the salt that was preventing the mold, which is right. a good hype which is a good thing. Yeah, that was because, one thing we thought about when Yeah, we exactly. This. Yeah. But it went yeah. but it didn't matter. If you remove the salt, it's still dehydrated and didn't mold. 
So the salt was not a factor in this case. And quite frankly, you'd have to put quite a bit of salt in there, I think, to prevent the mold. But I, I wonder how much salt it would take. Certainly you could you could do it with that. I mean, because they, they used to, you know, salted meats and then dry them out to, to prevent rot. So Yeah, well, that's what beef jerky more or exactly. less Exactly, it's more or less. Dehydrated right. and salted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've so. got this whole bag of beef jerky hasn't rotted a bit. It's unnatural. <laughs> I've had beef uh, actually jerky. beef jerky will mold too yeah, under the right it, circumstances. It will, it will certainly mold if it, okay. Um, if you if you yeah if you if it's in a moist environment, sure it'll. But you know, just if it's just kept in a dry packaging or whatever. Yeah, it does fine, right? In a moist yeah. environment, such as the plastic bag that they sell it in. Well, they also put this silicon bead package in there, you know, to absorb moisture, to, to right. prevent moisture from, you know. To, so, I mean, they do everything they possibly can when they seal that stuff to pre to prevent it from moisture. Wait, is that what that thing is? Yes. Oh, did you eat it? Oh, I thought it looked. I oh, thought it tasted no, great. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should read the bag next time because it says, do not eat. That takes too much effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's too much work. Uh, we don't read in this culture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too bad that's not the next article <laughs> no but instead i need to know what happened in oklahoma when the satanists had a prayer <laughs> okay we, we've talked about the doors getting open everyone going through although this one doesn't the door was open um so, uh, yeah click on the page automatically started the advertisement uh, anyway, so the, the article is Satanic Oklahoma Preacher is Hellbent on Controversy. Now, basically, um, this interesting little satanic group did a, a black mass for the pulp. You could, I guess you could pay to come and witness it. Um, yeah, so it was $20. Yeah. Um, and of course, outside of what they were doing it in a, you know, they rented, I forget where, um, doesn't it say? They, they rented out a place. Um, was it at City Hall? I mean, basically, it was it was a um, a state place that you could yeah. rent. And right, we talked about this article before when they were taught when they were when they were going to rent it. There, yeah, there was when a they big were planning on it. Yeah. Needless to say, the um, thousands of Christians were out there protesting it while it was going on. Wait, how many people were inside? Uh, oh, a handful. Looked like less than fifty. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. pretty small. And there were thousands of Christians outside. Yeah. So the Christians were the oppressed minority. Of course. Is what you're saying. And even the crowd, most of them were just there out of curiosity. And after they were under the interviews on the way out, they're actually kind of <laughs> unimpressed with it. They were extremely <laughs> underwhelmed, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting, I suppose. I mean, they, they hit on some, some interesting points. I mean, they're like, so, so the guy is a convicted sex offender, but he, but he's also a religious leader. And the interviewer's like, you don't, you don't see why, you know, people would, might, you know, have an issue with that. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can see why they, why they might, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> it's like, he just kind of, it just rolled right off him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Convicted this is, sex offender and religious leader. I mean, that's every that's priest, traditional. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's like, you know, symbolism for the Catholic Church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, this, basically, you look at this as a real small group. Who um I, I don't even know how, I, I didn't even get the impression they necessarily were really that into their beliefs. You, know, you watch some of this stuff and you don't get the impression they're the huge on following their beliefs. But I think they mostly did this to. I mean, he, he even seems like he's almost admitting it just to stir people up. You know, he, he wanted to piss off the Christians and he knew this would do it. Right. What's funny is that I mean, not only did it work, he got his moment of fame, right? And and yeah. he got all those people out there, you know, protesting him. <laughs> and I loved, I do love the um, they they uh, they they interviewed a cardinal, and he's like, you know, I there there I, I think there is, you know, this is really scary, you know, they're they're because we're dealing with real forces here, you know. I believe that I believe that these entities are real. And of course, you know, he's a Catholic cardinal. He, he, that's what he's got to say, right? And he's opening the door to let them into our world yeah, or something I mean, like that. Yeah, right? I mean, so, I mean, and, you know, he's seen demonic possession, so he knows that this stuff is real, and these guys are out invoking it, and, you know, that this is harmful. I guess if that's uh, your perspective, you have to try and do something, right? You have to be out there protesting it. And so, since they said basically what they're doing is mocking the Catholic services, straight, you know, he, he took Catholic. Um, Catholic ideas and altered them. He even bought Catholic. What was it they bought? Oh, I can't remember now. He, he, he went to a Catholic store and bought specific Catholic he, artifacts. Com it was communion wafers, and they were they were yes. they were expressly con they were expressly upset 
because of, because they were going to desecrate communion wafers. And and one of the things that I, the media had been saying is that they were stolen, or the Catholic Church, or somebody had been saying that they were stolen. And so what they did is they just rode that wave. And afterwards, yeah. he, he, he admitted, hey, listen, they said it was stolen. I didn't, and it wasn't. He says, this is where I bought them. I will take you there tomorrow to show you where I bought these things. <laughs> okay, hold on oh, a yeah, second. He was laughing hold about on. that whole thing. Hold yeah. on, point of order. Point of order. Um, are communion wafers... Are they blessed by the priest before they are given to communion? Yes. So they're not purchased sacred. That I don't oh, know. Oh, that's a good point. I, I don't know. So he I, couldn't I actually have desecrated them. I don't know. You I can don't know for a fact. That, that is a good point, though. Uh, on that yeah. I do not know. You know, Obviously, the ceremony, they bless them and say that. But I don't know if they're blessed ahead of time or not. I don't think, you, I don't think they're pre-blessed when they're bought. That would be my thought. <laughs> so, so, so you can't. And yeah, there's nothing special about just like desecrate. they're basically crackers. There's nothing special about them. Okay, so he can't desecrate them. He bought them, but he can't actually technically desecrate. Unless them. they were actually stolen, like the per- unless like they were being- stolen, and you know, you know, do you do you mass bless a whole bunch of them and and have a stockpile of blessed communion wafers just on hand, or <laughs> do you bless them for the ceremony itself? I don't know, but aren't you in favor of pre-blessed food? No, <laughs> not especially. Not not in favor of organic or blessed food in any, <laughs> under any circumstances. Well, what about pre-blessed Kleenex? Is that way when you sneeze, you don't have to have anyone say bless you. They're already blessed ahead of time. Yeah, I can do without that, too. Thank you. <laughs> there might actually be a market for that. It's an that, interesting though. point, though. <laughs> so I don't know. I think, it, I think it destroys though. the sense of community if, if nobody <laughs> says bless and you sneeze. But it's for when you're alone and no one's around. I mean, that way your soul doesn't escape. If the, if the tissues are already blessed, you grab them and they're blessed, your soul's going to stay in your body. And so uh, there's a market for that. I know. We've got to figure out how to properly bless tissues and sell them that way. Okay. I thought, hold the, on. I no, thought these, we were focusing on. on the marketing for these things. For wait, hold on. Pet insurance. They are pre-blessed because they're, they're made with holy water. Are they? Okay. Yep, it says it. it um, um, this is from Wikipedia, so I, I you know, I, I guess we, we'd have to see what their source is. But they're claiming that um, they're sprinkled with holy water, so they are pre blessed. They're sprinkled with holy water when they're made. The dough is sprinkled with holy water. Well, okay. but wait a minute, shouldn't they like burn the um, practitioners of the satanic mass then? I, I, I don't know that. You know, Satan might be immune to that stuff. Yeah, and by the way, calling it a black mass is racist. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's my that's my contention. Yeah, so if they're sprinkling holy water on the dough, I I'd say that they're that that they do come blessed. So baking them doesn't undo the blessing. Well, why why would it? I mean, it's not. I mean, bacteria is affected by heat, but our blessings. I mean, really, come on. Yeah, but if baking doesn't affect the blessing, um, stealing them and using them in another ceremony does that does that affect the blessing? I don't know. So it says here, sometimes, oh, okay, only sometimes. Sometimes holy water will be either sprinkled onto the dough or kneaded through at the beginning of the process. So not maybe not all of them come pre-blessed. So we don't know on this one. They could have been, they might not have been. We don't know enough. Okay, so then we would actually have to... We would actually have to test the holy water, the holy wafers, to to find out if they were in fact pre-blessed or not. So we'd have to find tangible evidence of blessing. Um, yeah, well, maybe, we the, to... maybe the packaging would say possibly. But the best way is to get a vampire and have him eat one. <laughs> I, I I will say this: I, they were probably they may have been blessed, but I doubt they were kosher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of salt did they and use. Probably not halal either. I, I don't know if they contain any sort of fat. I don't know. They probably, yeah. Yeah. If they do, it's next to nothing. Those wafers are so thin and tasteless. <clears throat> what do you, uh, do they wait, contain wait. gluten is the question. Are you calling Catholics tasteless? Are, are they gluten-free? <laughs> are they gluten-free? I don't think so. They're made with flour. So, so I'm going to go with no on that. <laughs> are they organic? Oh, organic, chemical-free, gluten-free... <laughs> Are we done eating the organic? I mean, this course? is the important stuff I want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds. The next time I go to, to communion. 
Yeah. Now, do you like Crash Communion? And no matter what, communion is nothing but ritualized symbolic cannibalism. So uh, that's why I'm all for it. All right. Uh, are we done feeding the uh, the organic plus course? Probably not. We'll, you know, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> <All right>. I'm sure. <laughs> Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. That is another one in the can. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.